Welcome to the Linked Up Church Podcast. We are passionate about connecting people to God, family, purpose, and community. Today, Pastor Joel Gregory completes this powerful Connect 21 prayer series entitled No Prayer, No Power. Let's go into the worship center and hear what God has for us today. So we've been talking about the last two weeks that if you know prayer, then you will know power. No spell K-N-O-W. So if you have knowledge, right, and you know about prayer, then you're going to experience the power of that prayer. And so we've been challenged by God. The, the one major challenge that he has with the church today is that it doesn't pray the way he set it up to pray. You remember when Jesus went into the temple and he cast out all the thieves and those that were exchanging money? Right, And he told them, you have turned my house into a house of thieves. But what, what's the first thing he said his house should be? He said, but my house shall be called a house of what? So what's the number one thing that should go on in God's house? Prayer. And that's been his challenge to us over these last uh, several weeks or these last two weeks. All of our difficulties we know will disappear when, when the prayer life becomes so vital and revived, all of our issues uh, go away. It doesn't mean that we won't experience more, but we will have learned from the previous issues that we challenged and overcame. It was prayer that got us through that, and that'll give us the confidence to go back to God again, get what we need so that we can get through whatever challenge is facing us right now. Let's read our text, foundation text, Acts chapter 4, 23 through 35, out of the Passion Translation. It says, as soon as they were released from custody, and we know why they were in custody, Peter, uh, the day before, had uh, healed a man at the gate, which is called Beautiful, right in front of the temple. That man said, he looked and he gazed upon Peter and John, and Peter looked back at him and he said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, Rise up and walk in the name of Jesus. That man leaped up on his feet and began jumping and praising God. And for that, people got jealous. How many know when you do great things for God, people will get jealous? And it'll bring opposition to you, right? And so the result is the uh, Sadducees. Now, how many of y'all know the difference between the Sadducees and the Pharisees, right? So the Sadducees didn't believe in the resurrection. That's why they were sad, you see. That's a good way to remember it. That's how they taught us in Bible school, right? But the Pharisees did believe in the resurrection. So you can see the Pharisees were not upset. It was the Sadducees along with the Sanhedrin council. So they called Peter and John before them, and they beat them. They put them in jail overnight, and this is where the story picks up. They go back to their own company of believers. And when you get in trouble, let this be a lesson for you. Don't go back to the world. Run to the church, right? Today's devotional was encouraging people back to church. Hebrews chapter 10, 24, right? See, sometimes Satan isolates them. They make a mistake, they do something wrong, and then they go back out, right? And that's where we come in to go get them and bring them right back in, right? So they went back to their company of believers and explained all that had happened with the high priests and elders. And when the believers heard their report, they raised their voices in unity and prayed, Lord Yahweh, you are Lord. So they're making God bigger than their problems. You created the universe, the earth, the sky, the sea, and everything that is in them. Then they remind God of his word. 
And you spoke by the Holy Spirit through your servant David, our forefather, saying, How dare the nations plan a rebellion, ranting and raging against the Lord Most High. Their foolish plots are futile. Look at how the kings of the earth take their stand with the rulers scheming and conspiring together against God and his anointed Messiah. In fact, Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Jews and non-Jews, met together to take their stand against your holy servant, Jesus the Messiah. They did to him all that your purpose and will had determined according to the destiny you had marked out for him. So now, Lord, listen to their threats to harm us. Empower us as your servants to speak your word, speak the word of God freely and courageously. Stretch out your hand of power through us to heal and then move in signs and wonders by the name of your holy son, Jesus. We prayed for a lot of people on last week or even the week before that. If you notice healing has taken place in your body, just lift up your hand. You notice that. Look around the room. Look at that. Wow. See, that's God confirming his word with signs and wonder. Matter of fact, could you just stand up? If you know you can sense God has touched your body, healed your body, you verified it. Come on, somebody ought to give God glory. T type it in online if you know that. Just type it in. I experienced healing. Thank you for your obedience and praise God for your victory. So God will always confirm his word with signs and wonders following if we'll just be bold enough to step out, out on it. God was so pleased with this prayer in verse 31. At that moment, the earth shook beneath them. I believe that was God standing up in heaven, so impressed by his children, taking such a bold stand. It says, and the earth shook beneath them, causing the building that they were in to tremble, each one of them being filled with the Holy Spirit. Thirty people last week got filled with the Holy Spirit with the Bible evidence. Come on, somebody. A praying another time. Come on, you all can do better than that. While we were in here, people were typing online, I got filled. I prayed in other tongues. So God, what God is showing us is that there's really no distance. And the dynamics of the church are changing, and it's okay. You're always going to have your physical plant. But I know we're going to be able to reach thousands of more online. And so we're going to be switching resources so that we can do a better job of ministering to not just thousands, but I believe one day tens of thousands of people that will tune in and hear the Word of God. The apostles gave in verse 33 powerful testimonies about the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great measures of grace rested upon them all. Some who owned houses or land sold them and brought them and the proceeds before the apostles to distribute to those without. And not a single person among them was needy. So we've been talking about seven indicators of a praying church. Number one is they recognize the supreme importance of prayer and it results in a desire to do more of it. Number two, we looked at everyone's faith and expectancy is toward the Lord and not man. I want you all to know, I can't do anything for you. I really can't. But God, through me, can do a whole lot for you. But watch this. Don't give me glory for it. Because I actually didn't do it. It was God in me. And the mistake, we ha what happens to us sometimes, we look more at the man or woman that God used 
instead of the God who used the man or the woman. And then that's when the man or the woman gets off. And they get puffed up, get all lifted up because they think they did something. I'm telling you, I am nothing without him. Come on, look at your neighbor and tell him, you are nothing without him. Now, let's put some positive spin, but with him, you are nothing to play with. Come on, somebody ought to give God glory for that. Yeah, with him, you are nothing to play with. Number three, the praying church knows, or up underneath that one, there are three things that the praying church knows, that God is God and Lord over all. He reveals himself through his word, and that God sees everything. There's nothing that ever happens to you that God doesn't see. Number three, there's an emphasis on proclaiming the gospel and winning souls. Number four, in a praying church, there is faith to demand miracles. Let me just step back to three for a moment. The church's budget is going to shift a little bit. And I know we do a lot in the building on Sundays, but we need to do more outside the building. You'll see that starting with Resurrection Weekend. We're going to look for opportunities to be a light to this community. Right? And we want this community to be blown away by the love that this church shows it. I'll talk more about that as we get closer. So again, in a, number four, in a praying church, there's faith to demand miracles, right? Because we know God can. Number five, in a praying church, the Holy Spirit manifests his presence and his power. We've seen that over the last two weeks. Uh, and then number six, in a praying church, God always confirms his word. We've seen that over the last two weeks. So if you're watching, what we're doing is modeling what you can live every day of your life. You don't have to wait till Sunday to experience this. You can literally experience this every day of your life. And let's close here today with number seven. Number seven is in a praying church, there is great grace in the lives of God's people. Verse 33 said, great grace was upon them all. Now, before I go any further, let me help you all understand something. Great grace was upon them all because all of them prayed. So I just want to be, I don't want to fool anybody here. The people who committed the whole 21 days will experience more of God's grace. It's just the way this works. I remember Lester Summerall used to say years ago, I'm telling on myself, how many of y'all remember Lester Summerall? Boy, I'm going way back right there. But he said, it's really no secret to why God uses me. He said, I pray more than the next man. Something as simple as that. I remember sitting there in Columbus, Ohio at Rod Parsley's church at a camp meeting with my mother and hearing him say that. And for whatever reason, that was just profound to me. I actually experienced more of God's presence and his power because I prayed more. So I don't want everyone to think that the measure will be the same for every person. It was like that on them because all of them were all in. We're getting to the place, I believe, by this time next year. Where everyone will be all in. But this is why. That's the why behind that. Great grace was upon them all because all of them prayed. 
So the word grace here is the operative word here. It means Christ-likeness. So more of them were acting like Christ. Divine influence, right? They had it, and then people were just giving it to them, right? Their lives were influencing many people, but also just their presence was influencing others to do things for them that they didn't even know why they were doing it. It means favor, liberality, gratitude, joy. And it can be seen in four ways. You know, I've always heard great grace was on them, right? But how many know great grace can be seen when it is truly on your life? And so let's look at the way it showed up in their lives. Number one, there was the grace of unity. This group was all on the same page, and they were all focused on the same goal. See, God's given Linked Up Church a vision to connect people to God, family, purpose, and community. I mean, when you get the whole body focused on that one goal, it is unlimited what God can do. And I'm not talking about for the church. I'm talking about what he will do for the lives of the people in the church. The second thing you see here, there was the grace of renunciation. What does that mean? Renunciation means the act of relinquishing. They were all willing to sacrifice something. How I many know coming to prayer on Saturday, you have to sacrifice something? How I many know getting here a little bit early on Sunday morning, you have to sacrifice something? So selfishness was not a part of their lives. How I many know to serve on a dream team, you have to sacrifice something? And the reason Linked Up Church is what it is today is because it has the best and most dynamic dream team in the entire world. See, what you don't realize is when you show up here looking good, and, and you do look good, I mean, suits, shoes, somebody else was here two hours before you even got here to put cones out on the parking lot. Come on, somebody, in 20-something degree weather. Come on, let's give our parking lot ministry a big round of applause. Come on, hospitality team, so that when you come through that door, people are there to say, welcome. You are glad that you're here. Come on, let's give our hospitality team a big round of applause. Ushers and hostesses setting up the worship center, getting everything in place. World-class ushers and hostesses. Let's give them a big round of applause. Come on, technology, media. Come on, people over there getting ready to serve your babies and your children and your youth. Come on, they got here early so that you can sit in here and not be worried about all of the other stuff. But guess what, folks? Still, 10% of the people do 90% of the work. And so you have an opportunity to get in the game today and say, God, I'm tired of just being on the bench and just showing up. Now, can I just give you a practical example? And I got to wind this down. Everyone, there are 15 players on a, a basketball team but all of them don't make the same money. It's just a natural thing. Those that play the game get paid more. So there's no sense of the one sitting down there at the end of the bench complaining about what the starters make. 
Put the work in. Work on your jump shot. Come on, somebody. Come on, work on your handles. Come on, get, get, get your defense tight so you can make more money. Now, we don't do this to make money, but how many of y'all know God will reward you for everything that you do for him? What I've learned, and you correct me if I'm wrong, God pays me better than the church has ever paid me, a job has ever paid me. Come on, somebody. Anything I've ever done, what God has done for me has always been greater than the check I received from it. So we've got an expo after service today. Some of you all, that was the purpose of your 21 days, to get in the game. But some of you all got out of the game, and you haven't gotten back in yet. You said, I'm just going to wait till things calm down. Folks, it's, ne- it's not calming down. For the world, it's getting ready to get darker and darker. But for, for the people in Christ, it's going to get brighter and brighter. See, that's why we don't turn down when it gets dark out there. We turn up. And God will protect us. You all remember in, in uh, Egypt, in the book of Exodus, right? The children of Israel were in Gershom, uh, Goshen. They were in Goshen, right? All the plagues, diseases, and sicknesses was happening in Egypt. But there was a line between Goshen and Egypt that the plagues could not cross. Come on, God has not changed. Somebody, at one point, one of the plagues was absolute darkness. And so on one side, they couldn't even see their hand in front of their face. On the other side, the sun was shining bright as I don't know what. God has not changed. If you'll stay close to him, you don't have to worry about nothing that's going on out there. Number three, how could we see great grace on every single one of them? There was the grace of fellowship. They had this desire to spend time with each other beyond Sunday service. You know what we call that here at Linked Up Church? Connect groups. See, I know you're growing, but are you helping anyone to grow? Hmm? Why did it get so quiet in this? uh... See, at some point, the proof of your maturity is your willingness to teach other people help other people believe it or not every time you reach back to help somebody else you lift yourself up and you grow to another level my some of my best friends here are in my connect groups I love riding motorcycles yeah that's one right there that's one right there I miss it because for them it's been too cold out but for me, I'm still out there riding. As long as there's no ice on the ground and, and that sun is out, it could be 40 degrees out there. And if you see somebody go by, that was probably me on a motorcycle. <laughs> right? But I love it better when I get to do it with the team. Amen. So you got an opportunity today to go out there and explore at our expo today. See what we offer. See what we provide. Maybe God's dealing with your heart about leading one. Well, first, you got to join one, right, and be a part of it, right? Get connected and, and hang on to that leader or that, that uh, leader's coattail and become a co-leader 
so the next semester you can start your own. Is that what I'm doing? Pulling on it. Let's give God glory for Connect Groups and Dream Team. And then there was something called the grace of liberality. They were together and they had all things common. This was a liberal group of people. So here's our conclusion challenge today. Let's all stand to our feet. I'm done. Can we just, before I even give the challenge, just go ahead and worship God for all the good. Worship is lifting up your hands and opening up your mouth. And use words. God likes words. We applaud people for winning a prize. We worship God with our lips and our heart. Just open up your mouth. Just begin to worship him. Thank him for helping you get through these 21 days. If you didn't even participate, thank him that you're getting ready to do something so that you can grow in your spiritual walk. Just go ahead and honor him. Give him the fruit of your lips right now. Father, I honor you today. I worship you. I glorify you. I say that you are good. Everything good that I have has come from you, Father. And I gladly give it all to you and whoever else you want me to give it to. I thank you. I glorify you for every good thing that you've done during these 21 days even the corrections and the changes that you've made, even where you've showed me I'm wrong and I need to get that together. I thank you for those more than I do everything else, Father. Show me where I need to grow up as a man and grow up as a husband and grow up as a father and grow up as a pastor, Father. Thank you for revealing things to me about areas, Father, that I still need to get better in. I thank you for that more than anything. Hallelujah. Now, the challenge for us, as I wrote it down, is will you do your part, God helping you to make Linked Up Church a praying church? Will you do your part? And what that looks like is sacrifice, Saturday morning prayer, pre-service prayer on Sunday mornings, serving on a dream team, getting involved in connect groups. That's what it looks like, tangible. At some point, if you've been around here for a while, you have to get beyond just coming to church on Sunday morning. You got to start living out your faith. Praise God. I trust that this message has touched your heart today. Listen, we don't claim to have all the answers, but we do know one answer, and his name is Jesus Christ. So if you don't have a personal relationship with him today, we want to invite you to do so. Or maybe you had one with him, but you've just gotten away and you're desiring to come back to Christ today. I want to lead you in a simple prayer today. If you would, repeat this after me. Put your hand over your heart and say these words. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that he died rose from the grave and he is alive right now lord jesus come into my heart and save me now as a result of what i've confessed with my mouth and what i believe in my heart i am right now born again and in right standing with god in jesus name
Praise God. We are so excited for you. We believe that today is the first day of the rest of your life. Congratulations. We are so excited that you made the decision to get connected to God. Thank you for listening today. If this message encouraged or inspired you in any way, please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app and leave a review too. For past messages, updates, and more, please visit linkedupchurch.com or download the Linked Up Church app. You can also watch live services, watch past messages, and see our dynamic content for children, youth, and teens on our Facebook and YouTube pages. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Linked Up Church. And if you would like to support more of what we're doing, you can give online at linkedupchurch.com or text Get Connected to 833-988-2009. Thanks again for listening. Have an amazing week, and we look forward to connecting with you.